Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. I'd like to open this week's monologue with a very important announcement. This past weekend, I completed the first draft of a brand new manuscript. Yes! You heard that correctly. So long as a grand piano doesn't fall from the sky onto my head as I'm walking down the street, I will publish a brand new novel in 2024. Folks, you are listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. But I would like to let you know that I am a self-published author with 11 novels currently available in both ebook and paperback formats worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. people are the enemy listeners. This is episode 308 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. The greatest podcast, if you will. How do I know? I listened to all the others. They were garbage. (laughs) You are now rocking with the best. You found it. You're in the right place. Am I a bit excited? Yeah. Go ahead, Ian. Oh yeah. Do you like the stone roses? My goodness, listen to that. Sing it, Ian Brown. Mm-hmm. Alright. Alright, we're gonna take it down. I hate to see it go, but I got a show to do for yo or you if you prefer that was um for those who don't know that was uh the stone roses with the song fool's gold only put out two albums stone roses i never heard that second one i heard some singles from it but that first album is a masterpiece holy smokes is that album good i'm looking at it right now i got it on the shelf here It's got the song I Want to Be Adored. 
used to get a lot of radio play on Boston, quote-unquote, alternative rock radio. <laughs> People would hear it, and they'd call in and request it. I know this because the DJs would say this. They'd say, uh, can you play that song, I Want to Be a Door? <laughs> oh, my God. This album is so damn good. And that Fool's Gold, clocking in at 10 minutes, the very last song on this 13-song Baker's Dozen collection of, of music here. Stone Roses, man. So damn good. Last minute, I thought of playing that for you. I hope you guys are doing well out there. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving holiday. I, uh, I had a busy weekend. Uh, I had well, What was nice is I had Thanksgiving off, and then I had the Friday off after it. And uh, I had a good Thanksgiving. And uh, it was my birthday weekend. Yeah. If you reached out, thanks so much. I appreciate that. You're reaching out via social media or text message to say happy birthday to me. Thank you. I don't even want to tell you how old I am. But uh, it's uh, it's getting to be like that sort of thing where I'm just happy to be alive for another year. You know, I'm not that old, but, you know, you see some people pass and you say to yourself, my goodness, I'm, I'm still here, I'm still kicking, still doing it. As I mentioned in the monologue, I finished a new manuscript this weekend, this past weekend. It's one I'd been working on all month. I'm psyched. This is a great story. It was a lot of fun to write. It was a lot of work. But uh, it's, it's a great one, and I know people are going to love it. It's a lot of fun. The last one, if you read it, Jade Suede, another story I'm very proud of, but... Uh, whew. It was tough to live in that person's head for as long as I did. Very dark. Very graphic. This story? A mistaken identity story. More fun. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a winner. <laughs> Who can tell? Nobody. Anyway, uh, shoot, I don't have a whole lot for you. Not a lot happened this past week. I was working... I was writing, I was reading, as per usual. I'm reading this Julia Fox memoir. I'm 200 pages into this thing called Down the Drain. Do you know Julia Fox? She was in the movie uh, Uncut Gems and went viral on social media for her pronouncing Uncut Gems, Uncut Joms. <laughs> you might remember that. Oh my gosh, does this woman have a story? Holy smokeolies. She was one of those, like, um, like, uh, party kids in New York City, you know? In the, uh, the early aughts. You can imagine what she was doing. I'd say early aughts, probably... Probably more like mid-oddies. How's that? Because I don't think she's that old. Let me find out. Hey, Siri. How old is Julia Fox? Oh, yeah. Okay, she's 33. So that, that's, that tracks. Because, yeah, 13, 14 years old, 15 years old, wild. 
She's flying back and forth from Italy to New York, back to Italy again. She's, a, again, a teenager, doing every drug imaginable, sleeping with drug dealers. Oof, craziness, crazy lifestyle. But uh, makes for an amazing memoir. You just kind of like, you know, jaw-dropping stories about this life. And again, I can, I am not from that uh, world. I can only picture like, you know, Harmony Corinne's or what was a Larry Clark's film, Kids. You know, that's kind of what's going through my mind while I'm reading these stories of, of drug-fueled nights and young people running around New York City. And then her getting on a plane and going to Italy, because her mom was from Italy. And she had family there. And her mom and dad were separated, so she'd fly back and forth. Wild. It's quite a, quite a story. Quite a memoir. Good writer. She's excellent. But I think if you've got enough uh, enough stories in you, you can, you know, you don't need to be a, necessarily a good storyteller. You know, you can just go from one anecdote to the next anecdote if you have a good memory for the things that happened in your life. You can, you can absolutely put together a stellar memoir. Who else did that? Was it James James St. James? Was that the dude who wrote Party Monster? The one that they made into a film with Macaulay Culkin and Seth Green. That book was... Whoa. Boy, oh boy. And another one of those kind of uh, memoirs where it's outrageous story after outrageous story after outrageous story. Again, taking place in New York City during the Club Kid phase. I hope, I hope that I'm saying that name's right. Is it uh, James St. James? I think that's right. Let's ask Siri. Hey, Siri! Who wrote the book Party Monster? No! Now playing Party Monster by The Wakened. No! Dear Lord. That's what can happen. Try to find out who wrote a book. Get a song by The Weeknd. Not, not what I wanted. <sighs> but you know what I would like? And uh, I'm sure you'd enjoy this also. I only have one thing for you today in terms of a clip, but it's a it's a doozy. So let's get into it. Whenever there's trouble, whenever the double, we're not the hunger. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're not the hunger. Thank you. Okay, this is uh this is one that's gonna take a little bit of me setting up and then queuing up. I'm gonna have to turn the volume down on the phone here for a moment. Because I gotta find it and make sure I've got the right spot. And I'm gonna have to tell you, kinda give you a little bit of information here. Hang on one moment. Okay. Okay, what this is, is some pranksters decided to take apart a desktop PC. You know, with the, one of those big, you know, hard drives that looks like a giant shoebox, if you can picture that. Basically, they pulled the backing off of it. A working computer. And then they dumped cans of black beans into the back of the computer. Literally filled up the computer with black beans. <laughs> okay. 
Then they put the back back on the computer and fired it up, and of course the thing got fried immediately. Smoke, sparks, all sorts of, of, uh, of mess, obviously, because you're filling a computer with something that's not supposed to be there. Namely, black pinto beans. <laughs> and then what these goofballs did was they planted some cameras around, and they called a computer repair person to come and fix the computer. <laughs> and of course, the computer repair person began poking around and obviously found what he couldn't believe inside the computer, which was these black beans. Now, I should tell you that the repair person is a gentleman. He seems very straight-laced and... Uh, He's a little high-strung, but again, but straight-laced, you know what I'm, I mean by that, you know. Uh, basically, he, he looks like a computer repair person, that's what I mean by that. And the guy that he's working with, I guess, dressed himself as like, um, like a stoner. How's that? He's got like a tie-dye shirt and shorts. He's kind of, uh, he kind of has a goofy look on his face. It looks like it's intentional. He's playing dumb, basically, or just like, you know, like a severely burnt-out gentleman. How's that? I'm trying to be polite here. Um, no offense to anybody who, uh, who enjoys, uh... <laughs> God's green herb? How's that? <laughs> I don't partake, but again, no judgment. But again, maybe somebody that's uh, a little burnt out. That's kind of what he's doing. So what he he's doing is he's on the phone with, I think it's supposed to be his uncle who owns the computer or is part owner of the computer. Uh, and what's happening is the computer repair per, repair person has been poking around this hard drive and is at this point pulling off the back and revealing a computer filled with black pinto beans. Okay. All right. Check it out. You know, and telling me the power supply. Okay. Oh my gosh, dude! Power supply. Yeah, he say it's a power. Wait, wait, wait! Come here for a minute. He said it's power. Dude, huh? have you ever opened this computer up before? No. I'm gonna open it up and show you something I've never seen before in my life. What? What? What is all this in here? This is not supposed. At this point, obviously, the guy has opened up the back of the computer. He's holding, like, the panel open, exposing all these black beans. And, uh, obviously, the, the guy, again, who's supposed to be the kind of the, uh, the stone nephew calling his, who's on the phone with his uncle, kind of reporting what's happening, uh, is playing like he has no idea what, what the problem is. To be inside a computer, this is beans inside... What do you mean? Is Where did you get this computer from? Do I have four men on Craigslist? I use it a lot. Holy... I never had an issue. None of this, these black things, all these... This is like food. It's not like to help the computer Absolutely. stay cool no, or no, anything. No, 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 Someone <laughs> sold you something with a bunch of beans in it. This is black beans. This is what you get at a Mexican restaurant. And that's not good to, for the computer? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I have never in my life seen anything like this before. I am shocked. All that should be here is the circuit board, a couple of little pieces of electronics. This is the power supply unit. Uh, what's under these? 
Uh, that's the motherboard, and actually... These are the motherboards? No, no, no. At this point, he's just poking his fingers around inside the black beans, asking if those are the motherboards. <laughs> Let me back it up just a little bit. Police. Sorry, here it is. This is like food. It's not like to help the computer Absolutely. stay cool no, or no, anything. No, 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 Someone sold you something with a bunch of beans in it. These are black beans. This is what you get at a Mexican restaurant. And that's not good to, for the computer? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I have never in my life seen anything like this before. I am shocked. It's All that should be here is the circuit board, a couple of little pieces of electronics. This is the power supply unit. Uh, what's under these? Uh, that's the motherboard, and actually... These are the motherboards? No, no, no. You, you, all of this stuff you're seeing, this pile of... These are the motherboards. No, this is food. This is beans. Someone put <laughs> beans inside the computer. This should all... This, none of this should be in here. I'm going to show you a picture of a normal computer. No. So I have to, I have to get one without the beans. <laughs> yeah. We'll be able to work today? No. We'll be able to no, get it to work? So. This is food. This is like someone took their dinner and threw it inside the computer. But I don't see the motherboards in there. Like it's it, flat. In here. It's flat. You see the wire going into it? But where are all the motherboards? Like, there are a lot of motherboards here, but I don't see any of the motherboards in here. Yeah, well, those are not motherboards. That's food. Oh. You need to turn this and shake all of this brown shit out of here. It's not supposed to be in there. Oh, oh no. <laughs> These are the motherboards. No. <laughs> At this point... He's covering up his face as if he's like, he's completely frustrated, meeting the stoner dude. But I don't see the motherboards in there, like it's it, flat. in here. It's flat. You see the wire going into it? But where are all the motherboards? Like, there are a lot of motherboards here, but I don't see any of the motherboards in here. Yeah, well, those are not motherboards. That's food. Oh. You need to turn this and shake all of this brown shit out of here. It's not supposed to be in there. <laughs> oh, no. But you see, it's all electronics in uh, there. This is food. Right, okay. You uh, bought this on Craigslist? Yeah, a couple of years ago. I'm surprised that it's been working as long as it has. Mm. You know what? I hate to say it to you, you need a new computer. I would, I... <sighs> he's basically just... <laughs> he's putting his hand over his face, and he's like... <laughs> he, he doesn't want to accept it. Oh, it's so great. How much is that will be? Oh, you can get cheap one. How much is that will be? <laughs> that might be my favorite line in the whole thing. How much is that will be? <laughs> I gotta hear it again. Hang on. Yeah, a couple years ago. I'm surprised that it's been working as long as it has. Mm. You know what? I hate to say it to you. You need a new computer. I would... I... <sighs> oh, no. How much is that will be? Oh, you can get... Cheap ones. I'm at a loss for words because I've never seen anything like this before. Okay. Too much stuff is inside it. Too much food is inside it. Is is buying a new computer an issue right now? I just don't want this to happen again. I mean, how do I find out well, if it's not going to have that? The chances of this happening again is probably zero. Okay. I have never in my life seen anything like this. I cannot even fathom why somebody would have done this and sold you a computer like this. The God, I think I've watched that. I think I watched it three times and I laughed out loud every time. I'm still laughing. Oh my gosh, I hope you dug that as much as I did. Folks, that's about it for me. I am going to hand things off now. Oh, and I should mention, if you're looking for that, and I don't know if this is the person who 
posted this originally. It looks like it may have come from something else as the format is a little different. So I, I'm not going to credit this person with creating this, but if you're looking for it on TikTok, uh, I found it under Ross Creations as one word. Anyway, uh, I am going to hand things off now to our friend Rachel from Des Moines, and she is going to give you the chart chat. So without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy, and happy belated birthday to you from yesterday. Hello and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thank you to everyone who listened last week and sent in their thoughts and memories of Little River Band. Thanks to Sherry, Tavy, Jill, Bob, and Jeffrey for your comments. And I'd like to welcome new listener Bill Zuka from Blue Sky. His account posts the singles debuting this week in history on the Hot 100. Check it out. Thanks also to the people who keep coming out to the VJ Big Suit Twitch streams on Tuesday nights. For this week, I'm going to load you up with some Thanksgiving leftovers. These are the songs from the Hot 100 with Thanksgiving dinner foods in the title. Hitting a peak of number 20 on March 23rd of 1963 was Little Eva's Let's Turkey Trot. Little Eva was a singer from Belhaven, North Carolina, originally Eva Narcissus Boyd. She moved to Brighton Beach, Brooklyn as a teen, and she's best known for her number one hit, The Locomotion, written by Carol King and Jerry Goffin, whose daughter Louise Eva babysat for. Turkey Trot was the third of four top 40 hits for Little Eva, and unfortunately, unlike the locomotion, it did not inspire a dance craze. Though Wiki states the Turkey Trot had briefly been popular in the 1900-1910 decade, and it was done to fast ragtime music. This lines up with what's in the lyrics, where the singer talks about learning the dance from her grandma, who did it back in 1910. It was on the chart for 10 weeks in spring of early 63. Hitting a peak of number 30 on January 17th of 1970 is Cold Turkey by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band. This was written by John after he and Yoko had quit heroin cold turkey, which I believe can refer to stopping any addictive substance without tapering off nor with a replacement medication, but I feel like you hear it most often with regards to heroin. Uh, this was John Lennon's second solo single and the first credited to only himself. I learned that Give Peace a Chance had originally been credited as Lennon and McCartney, then lately later changed that. John originally brought Cold Turkey as a Beatles single as the Abbey Road sessions were finishing up. Uh, they decided not to do it, obviously. Uh, the personnel was John Lennon on lead vocal and rhythm guitar, Eric Clapton on lead guitar, Klaus Warman on bass, and Ringo on drums. The B-side is Don't Worry Kyoko, Mummy's Only Looking for Her Hand in the Snow, which is a Yoko composition. I think that's extremely metal title. Cold Turkey was on the Hot 100 for 12 weeks in late 69 into 70, and it was a number 14 hit in the UK. Uh, hitting a peak of number 47 on July 13th of 74 is Jive Turkey Part 1 by the Ohio Players. This was the first single from the legendary Dayton Funk Group's fifth album, Skin Tight. Part 1 has a 3 minute and 5 second runtime, and the album version is 7 minutes and 9 seconds, although there is a noticeable break around 3 minute and 17 second mark. Jive Turkey was one of 14 Hot 100 appearances for the Ohio players, and the track went to number 6 on the R&B chart, despite not cracking the top 40 on the pop side. Jive Turkey, the slang term, originated from Black American culture in the 1970s, and according to an article on Dictionary.com, it credits Sherman Hemsley as George Jefferson for taking it mainstream. It was a way of calling someone a fool. I also recommend the semi-pro Jive Turkey scene. Uh, up next, we have Dee Dee Sharp, a.k.a. Dion LaRue of Philadelphia. Uh, she scored a number two hit with her song Mashed Potato Time. 
uh, it hit a peak of number two on May 5th of 1962, and then she followed that up with Gravy, in parentheses, for my mashed potatoes, which hit number nine on June 16th of 62. You may know her songs from appearing in Troop Beverly Hills, Sister Act, or Hairspray 1988. Mashed Potato Time was Dee Dee's first single off of her album It's Mashed Potato Time. She started as a backup singer, then was signed to the Cameo label as a solo artist in 1962. She performed on American Bandstand and was featured on Dick Clark's Caravan of Stars tour. She had six top 40 hits, including a duet with Chubby Checker, Slow Twisted. And to relate back to Turkey Trot singer Little Eva, according to the Billboard number 2 hits book I often reference, Goffin and King had written Locomotion with Dee Dee in mind and only had Little Eva do the demo. But when their music publisher Don Kirshner heard that demo, he reportedly said he would not give it to Sharp and put out Eva's demo as the single. This contradicts other sources that say Sharp or her management turned down Locomotion. But we aren't here to talk trains, we're here for the taters. Mashed Potato had stayed on the Hot 100 for 18 weeks in the spring of 63 and Gravy for 10 weeks in the summer. These songs capitalized on the Mashed Potato dance craze of 62 and 63, which traced back to James Brown doing the dance in his stage show. In 1959, James Brown and his band put out Do the Mashed Potatoes, but due to contractual reasons, it was credited as Nat Kendrick and the Swans. Brown's shout vocals were overdubbed by Carlton King Coleman. The song hit number 84 and was on the pop chart for two weeks, but it hit number eight on the R&B side. Once the Mashed Potato craze was fully in gear, James Brown and the Famous Flames released Mashed Potatoes USA, which hit a peak of number 82 on October 6th of 62, and it was a number 21 R&B hit. This song is mainly James Brown listing cities over the band's riff. Also in 1962, a group called Bobby Gregg and His Friends had a number 89 hit with Potato Peeler in July, though arguably that doesn't belong on a Leftovers playlist. Bobby Gregg was a session drummer who played on songs like The Sound of Silence and Like a Rolling Stone. Potato Peeler is not on Spotify, but their lone top 40 hit, The Jam Part 1, is. Next, we turn to Booker T and the MGs, who brought the dressing and the sweet potatoes. They had a number 95 hit, peaking on August 22nd of 1964 with Soul Dressing. Booker T and the MGs are known for being the house band at Stax Records and playing on hundreds of recordings. They had a hit out of the gate with their first single, Green Onions, which is an ingredient, but not really a dish itself. Soul Dressing was the title track of their second album, which produced two other charting singles. Since it's an instrumental, I wouldn't know for sure, but my guess is when they're calling it Soul Dressing, they are referring to the food, like a soul food style of dressing made with cornbread. They also had a number 85 hit with My Sweet Potato, hitting a peak on October 1st of 66 from their third album, And Now. By this time, they had a new bassist, Donald Duck Dunn, replacing Louis Steinberg. They never equaled that number three position of Green Onions, but they did have two of their top 10 hits. They had a total of seven top 40 plus 10 more that made the Hot 100. This one's a little bit of a stretch. Does anyone have peas at Thanksgiving? Hitting a peak of number 95 on June 3rd of 72 is the JB's with Pass the Peas. That was on the chart for two weeks. I thought we needed another vegetable. This is our stand-in since the new power generation never cut an instrumental ode to green bean casserole. The JB's are James Brown's band from 1970 to the early 80s. There were many different musicians through the years, some of whom went on to be involved in the Parliament Funkadelic Collective, like Maceo Parker and the Collins Brothers. In addition to Pass the Peas, the group also had hits with Gimme Some More and Doing It to Death, which hit number 22 pop and number one R&B that was credited to Fred Wesley and the JBs. Something you have to have at dinner, bread and butter. 
The New Beats had a number two hit with the song Bread and Butter, uh, hitting a peak on September 19th of 1964. This has come up uh, when we talked about pop songs and ads. Uh, the New Beats were a pop rock trio consisting of brothers Don and Mark Mathis with Larry Henley. Don arranged the song Bread and Butter in a style inspired by Frankie and the Valley in the Four Seasons to feature Henley falsetto vocal. Bread and Butter was the group's first single and their biggest hit. It was on the charts for 12 weeks. They had three other top 40 hits, including Run Baby Run, Back Into My Arms, which Wiki mentions as being rediscovered by the Northern Soul scene and bringing the new beats popularity in the UK. I also learned of another Bread and Butter by rapper Gunna, which hit number 48 on June 17th of this year. It was on the Hot 100 for four weeks. The song features a trap beat and Gunna's lyrics deal with his involvement, snitching or not, etc. in a Rico case. And I felt like rap genius was no help. <laughs> I had not heard of Gunna, but I'd heard of a lot of the guys that he collaborates with. And finally, we gotta have our desserts, some dessert and our leftovers. This song is Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie by Jay and the Techniques. It hit a peak of number six on September 23rd of 67. I feel like people know this one, it, you know, especially if you have any exposure to the oldies. Jay and the Techniques were from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And like Booker T and the MGs, they were an integrated group with black and white musicians. Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie was the first single off the album of the same name and it was also their highest charting. It was on the Hot 100 for 17 weeks in the summer and fall of 67. They had two other top 40 hits, including Strawberry Shortcake, which peaked at number 39, and one more Hot 100 appearance. Singer-songwriters Nick Ashford and Valerie Simpson did backup vocals on Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie, as well as other Jay and the Techniques songs. And some titles that caught my eye in their discography. Neither of these charted, unfortunately, but... Robot Man, and then another song called Number Wonderful with O-N-E Derful, so that thing you do fans laugh here. And if you don't like Pumpkin Pie, the charts also have two different songs called Cherry Pie. The first by Skip and Flip, which hit number 11 on June 4th of 1960. And there's also, of course, Warrant's Cherry Pie, which hit number 10 on November 3rd of 1990. And then we have to give a shout out to Joan Osborne for titling her album Relish and as well as The Cranberries. And I was surprised that they only had three charting singles on the Hot 100, but I think it had to do with how their label wanted them to be perceived. And one last song I forgot to cover all those leftovers, Gravy Waltz by Steve Allen with Don Trenner and his orchestra. It hit a peak of number 64 on May 25th of 1963. It was on the charts for seven weeks. That's all for me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Who knew there were so many Thanksgiving-themed songs or food-themed songs? My goodness. This has been episode 308 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.